on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. I first came to Vegas like when I was 16 years old with my family and seeing some shows and things. So I've been coming to Vegas for many, many years. And I used to live in L.A., so I used to drive here all the time. And I used to drive. And even when I used to come here early on, I did. I wanted to see what else was around. I wanted to go to other places. I'm like, oh, you know, because I'm just like that. I like to experience what's going on. So it's so crazy how people just come and they stay on the strip. Then they go to Fremont. And, oh, it's all they talk about. So there's so much more than that. In Spanish, its name means the Meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, lost wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 85 of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Before we get rolling for this episode of the show, I want to thank my guest from the last episode, Spencer Merch. Spencer has a PhD in psychology and cognitive science from the University of British Columbia, and he jumped on the podcast to talk about the psychology of slot machines, specifically the phenomenon of immersion and being zoned in or zoned out during slot play. We had an awesome conversation, and if you haven't had a chance to check it out as of yet, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and check out episode number 84, Total Immersion, or head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com. All right, here we go. On to the show. One of my favorite things about being a frequent Vegas visitor and having friends who live there has been them taking me away from the strip and the tourist areas to go check out some of the local spots around the city. And I've been noticing more and more as of late that people have been asking about these local spots. They want to know some of the cool places around Las Vegas where the residents go to eat and hang out. And my guest for this episode of the podcast is here to help. Robert Harley is a Las Vegas local who runs a blog called Let's Get Vegasy. He does live videos on Facebook and YouTube pretty much every day showing his adventures around the city. And something he focuses quite heavily on is the food and beverage scene. So I thought it would be helpful to have him on the podcast to talk about some of those so-called hidden gems. We talked about the big three that everyone wants to know about pizza joints, steakhouses, and dive bars, as well as a few other spots that visitors to Vegas might want to check out. Please enjoy my conversation with Robert Harley. I grew up in a time when they used to have food critics in LA, right? And they were, you know, and, and in New York, you know, when you were a food critic, as you probably know this, at one time, you can make or break a restaurant by saying the truth or what you feel about it, you know. You can make or break a place. Now everyone is politically correct about everything. And people are, for some reason, afraid to say, if something's bad, well, let them know it's bad. If it's good, let them know it's good. Or 
It could be good, and you have a terrible experience there. Well, let them know about that, you know? And that's what's missing in this whole culture, I believe. Like, I love diners, drive-ins, and dives, right? You've seen the show? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard Guy Fieri said the stuff is bad? No, because everything's set up. Everything's paid for. They have to say it's good. Now, you can tell someplace he really likes. He'll go like, oh, my God, Flavortown looks unbelievable. But he never says it's okay, eh, whatever, take it or leave it, you know, because they can't. So there's not one person on TV because they're all paid. It's all, it's all, this thing is all like really a setup. It's really a, even those shows are somewhat a reality show. They're not going to see anything bad. You know, the people who are on there now, there are a few guys on the internet, Dave Portnoy, who does, you've seen one bike with the pizza and he does bars to sports. He's awesome, that guy, and I just found out about him about a year ago. I didn't even know who he was. Silly me. I didn't know he was such a big-time dude. But he tells it like it is, and I think when you tell stuff like it is, that's what really matters, and people gravitate towards that. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do and be completely honest about what's going on. Because my background, too, I, I used to be in – um, hotels. I was in hotel management. I was a restaurant manager. I bartended for a long time. So I've been around food and different food and, you know, and even when, like, for instance, when you're a restaurant manager or you're a hotel manager, they give you classes when you're there and learning about foods and things. So, you know, I, I'm not just some Yahoo going out there saying, oh, I like this. I don't like this. I mean, I actually have substantial background have been through some training myself and also grew up knowing and you know different things of what's good and what's not good so that's where i am <laughs> and that really that's one of the things that i i've always kind of liked about watching your videos and your live streams is that you are completely honest i mean i recently watched uh one of your videos where afterwards you guys basically i don't want to say you tore the place apart but you were completely honest in that the food was not great and the service wasn't awesome and and so on and so forth as opposed to so many of the different quote-unquote influencers who are out there who you can tell are basically saying hey if you give me a free meal i'll give you a positive review right and there's also places that could be good but you go there and it happens not to be good. Now, I've been in, I, I seriously have been, you know, in the restaurant. It was in the, I'm not anymore, but I was in the restaurant industry, manager capacity, different things, like I said. You know, you could have a good product. And what happens with these places, and um, I'll give you a great example. Um, like, people rave about Pizza Rock. You've heard about Pizza Rock, yep. right? the best pizza, the pizza, the pizza. And um, the last two times I went there, absolutely terrible. I think COVID has something to do with it. But you're having people there, you know, it's like, you know, when these people are getting rated, okay, like Pizza Rock is getting rated from a um, magazine. The guy who owns Pizza Rock or the chef, he's making the pizza. So you're going to have, my God, it must be the delicious thing ever. Well, when you go in to Pizza Rock, you know, you have someone, you know, 
21 years old, 23, whatever, doesn't give a shit about it. Oh, fuck, I gotta make these pizzas. Not cooking them enough. Whatever it is. And they're not the same product as the one that won the championship. Is trying what I'm trying to say. And I think a lot of people get brainwashed. And I'm always willing to give a place the benefit of the doubt, too. As you say, if they're having a bad day, everybody has bad days. I mean, I had this experience uh, when I was the last time I was in Vegas a year ago, January. As far as strip restaurants, I went to Gordon Ramsay Burger in Planet Hollywood, and I've always had excellent meals there over the last several years. I've been going great experience, great everything. This one time, everything was just kind of eh. And, and as I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? They were just having a bad day. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but then you go again. And the thing is, it, it, it's very funny, like from what I've been doing, okay? And if you're on these feeds on Facebook and they have Vegas groups, people, this is what's driving me crazy. See, part of the reason I'm doing this, I want people to, there's a great food scene in Vegas, it is amazing. I live near Chinatown. I live in a great spot in Vegas. I'm like, seriously, I'm uh, two miles from the Strip. I'm If I take Valley View four miles down, I'm at the new uh, Raiders Stadium without any traffic. I mean, I'm in a great spot. And there's so many great places here in Las Vegas. And everybody who comes here, not everybody, but from what I see on these groups, you know, they say in the middle of the Strip, and they go to these same places and they keep referring and keep talking about the same places that are so amazing. And it's funny because the people who are locals in Vegas do not go to those places because they're not that good. And it, it's, it drives me crazy, man. It's like if you're planning a trip to Vegas and you're coming from across the world, you're taking, if you're taking any kind of plane to come here, okay? splurge man you're on vacation don't come here ow you know they, they mentioned this place and it drives me crazy this place called ellis island which you probably heard of i don't know if you've ever been there i've been to ellis island and i i i like it for what it is i like it i go in with the right level of expectations i go in knowing that if i'm paying 6.99 for steak and eggs it's a 6.99 steak and eggs <laughs> right and, and that's, you're, you have the right attitude. Now, they have like a, and when I first moved to Vegas, Ellis Island had a deal with, it was $7.99 for the regular steak, and it came with a beer. How could you beat it? But actually, the steak was really good. Okay? So, but there's people who go there, and they eat the food, and they're like, it's the best place I've ever been to. People put on, you know, on social media groups, oh, I want to go out. It's my anniversary. Where's a good place to go for steak? Oh, Ellis Island's a place to go for steak. Really? You're going to go on your anniversary for a $10 steak? Like, I would never, okay, I'll go there with, by myself in a place like that or with some guy friends. I would never bring a significant uh, unless we were you know someone you know i would you know if i had a wife for a long time but I, I mean, I'm, I'm single so i would never bring like hey let's go here the girl would be like are you crazy you bring me to this place you cheap i gotta tell you if i ever took my wife to ellis island for a special occasion and and this is not 
anything against Ellis Island, because again, we've both been there lots of times. We've been there for breakfasts and lunches. We absolutely love it. But if I ever took her there for our anniversary or, or Valentine's day or something like that, she would probably leave me. There you go. <laughs> so before we get into the whole, cause I, I wanted to get you on to get the, the locals perspective to talk about, some of these hidden gem places because, because I think you're right. I I know from my own experience of, of being a frequent Vegas visitor, I mean, pre COVID I was six, seven, eight times a year down to Vegas. I got to know a lot of locals who took me to a lot of different places, which definitely put me at a, at a, I think at a huge advantage and, and allowed me to kind of expand my horizons. And I want my listeners to get that same experience. So that was why I wanted to get you on was to talk about some of these, these so-called hidden gems in Las Vegas. Now, maybe as a local, you don't want the tourists knowing about these places. No, no, we, we do. We want, you know, you want people to go, you know, see, I, I you know, when you come to Vegas, see, when I, before I lived in Las Vegas, you know, I first came to Vegas, like when I was 16 years old with my family and seeing some shows and things. So I've been coming to Vegas for many, many years. And I used to live in L.A., so I used to drive here all the time, and I used to drive. And even when I used to come here early on, I did. I wanted to see what else was around. I wanted to go to other places. I'm like, oh, you know, because I'm just like that. I like to experience what's going on. So it's so crazy how people just come and they stay on the Strip. Then they go to Fremont. And, oh, it's all they talk about. So there's so much more than that because on the Strip are tourist traps. There are some great restaurants. I mean, the hotels have some. There are some amazing restaurants on the Strip. But there are, you know, expensive places, you know. And a lot of people who come here seem like they want, they don't want to spend, you know. You know, you're here for five days. You know, I don't think they want to spend, you know, $200 a meal every time, you know, they're going out to eat or $100 a meal because, Things are pricey in, in the better places, but there are so many cheap, delicious places to eat. One of them is Chinatown. If you like Asian food, but this is traditional Asian food. Um, I have a, 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 a my girlfriend lives in New York, and uh, she comes out about every six weeks. And New York Chinese food and Traditional Chinese food is different. New York, they have Cantonese-style food, where you come out, and you, I don't know if you're familiar with this, you sit down, they bring you a thing of crispy noodles, like you could eat them, and they bring you like the duck sauce, which is like sweet sauce, and some hot mustard. It's a whole different style of food. The um, food they serve here in Chinatown is Hong Kong style. It's a more of a bland food with a lot of, Weird things they say, you know, they have things like the chicken feet and blood sausage, and it's a little more funkier than what they serve in New York. So, a place out here, which is very popular called Ping Pong Ping, very good food. They do with dim sum, they bring over the little carts of dumplings and things. It's 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 so much fun, and um, she didn't care for it at all because she's used to a certain style of. The Cantonese food they serve in New York, as opposed to like more of a Hong Kong style they have over here. But there are so many great places where I'm getting at, um, and they do. They actually have foodie tours here where you could check these things out. So I mean, there's so many cultures, multi, multi, you know, melting over here in Las Vegas. There's some great Cuban places. 
And the thing is, you want to get away from the strip sometimes, you know, because there are tourist, when I mean tourist traps is, you know, you're being charged over, you know, you're being charged a lot for the food, right? It's interesting that you bring up Chinatown because that's a spot or an area that wasn't really on my radar until a few years ago when a couple of friends uh, took me to a place in Chinatown and I knew it was going to be good when I walked in because I was the only Caucasian person in the place. There's a place I go to all the time. I eat Asian food like all the time. Like my diet really consists of some type of Asian food, a lot of it. You know, I'll eat a lot of sushi, but I go to a lot of Chinese places. I go to this place called Big Wong's and um, it's a real dump. I mean, you know, it's... You go there for the to eat. It's not about you know. There's no. There's like zero ambiance. But the food is really good, and it's run by a family. I was there the other day, and the husband does the cooking, and it's good stuff. It's really, really authentic and really good. Really and really cheap. I absolutely love those hole in the wall kind of places. I always find that they are. Um, the food is always great. The atmosphere is always kind of interesting, and and it's that. Uh, it's that local flair, if if that makes sense. Uh, Robert, I really wanted to get you on here today to talk about uh, some of the, the hidden gems in Las Vegas and specifically uh, the three things that I always get asked about the most, and that is pizza joints, steakhouses, and dive bars. Dive bars are my specialty. I've been to dive bars everywhere I've ever been. <laughs> the serious i know the best dive bars everywhere and what what is a dive bar to you to me i would say a dive bar is uh a locals haunt um the drinks are cheap and you're maybe a little bit worried for your safety <laughs> and i and i mean that in the nicest way possible okay so to me a definition of a dive bar is this it has to be around for a while. You can't open a place up new, be five, ten years old, and say, I'm a dive bar. You can't open it up with a look like, oh, look, we look like an old place. We're a dive bar. No, you have to be around for a long time. And whatever a long time is, I would say about 20 years or so, minimum. Okay, that's not a long time. There's bars, there's, you know, there's bars in Hollywood that have been open since the 40s and 30s and are still open a few of them. But a, a dive bar to me is, and there's two types of dive bars. One, okay, one, drinks are always cheap. They're always strong. You have dive bars that have become like hipster bars where, you know, it's a cool crowd. If you like that crowd, a lot of, you know, tatted up girls, guys with little twirly mustaches, and it's like a hipster dive bar. Then you have your dive bars where, you know, this guy's 75 years old, drinking shot after shot, smoking cigarette after cigarette. But it's the vibe that is so cool about these places, and um, no one's in there looking for trouble. It's just like it's history you're soaking in. And to me, because I was in the business, like I said, I, I was a bartender for, I, I used to be a bar manager for BB King's Club for like five years. But I cannot do what's going on in Vegas right now. It's like, and it's getting worse. It's like 
It's home of the $15 to $20 drink. I went over to Circa, and I hope this does not happen to downtown because this is, I see, the future of downtown. I went to Circa. I went to the bar upstairs. One of the hotels not impressive. It's really nothing. It really is. It's nothing. It's just new, okay? The bar upstairs drinks. They had a drink menu. You go, oh, the upside lounge. They make it such a big deal. You go, elevator, all the bullshit, you know, right? The drinks, they had drinks on the menu going up to $30 for martinis. We're not taking the 15 to 20 Now we're going up to a $30 for a freaking drink, okay? This is what's – and if this starts happening to downtown because the appeal of downtown is it's a cheaper, more fun, a little bit grittier, dirtier, you know, fun place – and if a circle comes in, then the next thing you know, that hotel's out of business. A new one comes in. Then the next thing you know, that hotel's out of business. A new one comes in. Then you have a mini strip where everyone's charging $20 and $30 for a drink. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, $26 for a martini? I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to ask you. I'm, I'm asking the girl, waitress. I'm like, this doesn't come with a blowjob, does it? <laughs> it's like, really? A $26 martini? Wow. That is that is nuts to me. Um, so if people want to flat out avoid the $30 martini, what spots would you recommend in and around Vegas dive bar wise? So um, best dive bars. One of my favorite bars in Vegas. To me, the best bar, like an it close, I would actually be sad, is the Double Down Saloon. Have you ever been to the Double Down Saloon? I have not, but I've heard of it. Has been open about 35 years. It is the sleaziest, raunchiest punk rock bar. See, punk rock's not popular like it was back in the day. They have they have live bands there. It's they have a, a Anthony Bourdain was there, remember and he's like, this is like one of the best bars I've ever been to in my life. They do a bacon martini. They do a drink called the ass juice. They have shirts that say out of, out of my ass into your glass ass juice. They give it to you in a complimentary toilet that you have to buy the sleaziest bar, the cheapest drinks. They do a happy hour there from noon to like 6 PM. Anything you want is four bucks. Anything you want. Martinis, top shelf drinks. You have a photo booth machine in there. It is the coolest, badass dive bar you could ever go into. They have one in New York City as well. And if you ever heard of Frankie's Tiki Lounge, which is another dive bar, tiki bar here, they own that as well. My number one pick for dive bar is Double Down. You have to go. You come to Vegas, me and you are going. Deal. I'm in. Um, do you have any other suggestions on any other uh, dive bars that people should check out? Another great dive bar is called Champagnes on Maryland. Have you been there? No. That was on Bar Rescue before. You know Bar Rescue, right, with John Taffer? And um, they remodeled it, and it's somewhat of like an old mob hangout awesome drinks it's a vibe it's dark in there it's you know they don't have food and they do karaoke well that's what they were doing in there before but super cool like it's one of it is a great dive bar 
one of the other great diapers, I just did a video there um, like last week, is the Hundreds. Now, did you ever see the movie Barfly with Mickey Rourke? Hundreds is like that. I mean, like, you know, it's only on Wednesdays. You have to be, you, they, they let people in under 70 on Wednesdays. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the drink store at four bucks. You get a $4 well drink. They fill it up like three quarters with alcohol. It is the diviest, and it's, it's one of those dive bars, and it's been there for like, since like the 1960s. It's the, actually it's actually older than Dino's. He, Dino's is the oldest bar on the Strip. This is like the oldest bar in Vegas, the Hunt Ridge, which is, because it, but it's not on the Strip, so that's what they say, the oldest bar on the Strip. You have to go. It is like, it, it, you know, but if you're not into that, then, you know, but if you're into dive bars, one of the best around. The drinks are crazy cheap. You have a bunch of people there just, everyone's there smoking. They're even COVID, they're letting people smoke all over. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, another great place is Atomic Liquors um, downtown. You know, when you get past, uh, if you keep going down in downtown after Fremont Street, you go like a, a block or two down. Do you know Atomic Liquors? Atomic Liquors is another one of those places that I've heard of, but I've never been to. Um, it was on my list of places to go on one of my next trips again, whenever that happens to be. Super cool place. And it's not really, it, it, I mean, I, I put on the category of dive bar, but it's more like a hipster bar. Makes it a dive bar because it's been there since the uh, atomic age. Like I, stories are back in the day when they used to do the atomic testing in Vegas, and you could see the, people used to sit on the roof there and watch those explosions go off. You know the uh, atomic testing that they used to do in Nevada. Um, it's the thing is, it's not where a dive bar is cheap. They're not cheap. You know, it's no, it's not crazy prices for drinks, but it's not, um, you know, it's not four dollars a drink. You know, they're eight, they're ten bucks a drink, and they have about maybe, uh, I want to say, close to a hundred craft beers that they have there. And it's a really cool hipster place, but it's got that vibe, and they play really cool music. It's super dark, awesome place to check out. Also, Dino's on the Strip from nineteen sixty two. They do a lot of karaoke there, and it's a real dump. You have a couple pool tables in there. I mean, it's a dive. And another place, which is the sister place of the Double Down, is Frankie's Tiki Lounge. That's the place to go. It is an old, I mean, it's been there for like over 25 years. And it's a, the decor is cool. It's small. A lot of celebrities go in that place. And like a, last time, I, not last time, but... Um, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top's a regular there. There's a lot of celebrities who go in that place. The drinks are, I would say, probably the strongest drinks you can get in Las Vegas. And they're only about $12. They, and they're all handmade tiki drinks. They have, they have a thing called the Three Room Scum. Um, they put 160 proof alcohol in a lot of their drinks. It's dark as hell in there. Like if you go in there, in the daytime, right? I mean, there's no windows in there, and there's no lights in there. It's like it's like going into a dark movie theater, you know? And when you walk out, it's like one of those things where your eyes get, ah, shit! <laughs> it is cool, though, man. It, it, it's one of the best places in Las Vegas to go to is Frankie's Tiki Lounge. So those are some of my dive bar picks. 
moving on from from dive bars, um, I wanted to talk to you about steakhouses because I think that's something else that people always seem to ask a lot about or want to know a lot about is where they can find a great steak. I know one of my last trips to Vegas, I was going out for my birthday for dinner. I wanted to go out for a steak dinner. I kind of looked at some of the places on the strip like BLT steak or Gordon Ramsay steak or, or, or places like that, but made the decision to go with a, a local place. I wanted something a little different. And my wife and I actually ended up at golden steer, which I thought was one of the best meals I've ever had. It, it was a great experience for us, and and we really enjoyed it. Really? Because I don't particularly like that place. Really? Yeah. See, for me, it was the steak was good. The meal was good. But I think what did it for me was the atmosphere. It was that old school Vegas we sat in Joe DiMaggio's booth across from Frank Sinatra's booth and you had four or five servers looking after you at any given time. I guess for me, it was the atmosphere more than the meal itself. Okay. For me, the um, golden steer, and I haven't been there in a long time for what you pay over there. And it just seems it's like the, it, it, well, it's kind of like to me. It's like an old school experience, but not really. I I, I, I don't know. I, I I think for what you pay the Golden Steer, you can go to much better places that have a much better atmosphere where you know you feel like wow, this is really good. It's like you can go into Golden. Steer, Steer, for instance, and it, it almost feels if you're not into that whole thing. So I, I mean, I, I haven't been there in a while. So because the last time I was there, I, I, I just didn't really like it, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into, I think, when you're um, looking at, you know, going to a steak place, it's the ambiance, it's the food. You know, it, there's, there's a lot of things that have to come together to make it really good. Like I was at a place I do recommend very much is called herbs and rye they've been on a lot of best of lists herbs and rye is a small place it's not on the strip it's on sahara and it's really kind of like a speakeasy when you go inside it has a great vibe i mean it's a newer place but it looks when you go in there it looks like it's been there like for many years they have a drink menu that starts at the Prohibition era and it goes from like here. They have specialty cocktails, all you know, handcrafted. Goes from like the twenties and thirties, forties, fifties, all you know, sixties, and then they have different sections of different drinks. Amazing cocktails, all you know, every little mixture is on there, and the steaks are excellent. And it's a whole like um, great experience when you go there, and they also do a happy hour on there, which is amazing where you can get steaks at half price and how you can tell a really good steak is if you could take a spoon and you could cut your steak with a spoon, you have a great tender steak and the sides there, um, a lot of places with the, with the sides, some of them are good and some of them aren't that good as you probably know, but here, you know, like their cream spinach is like the most creamy, delicious. You're like, oh my god, you can't stop eating it. They they do a potato um, a, a potato thing there that is 
so decadent and creamy and delicious. So that's really, I would say that's my number one best pick for um, steak places. Also, I love Oscars downtown. You know, Oscar Goldman used to be the mayor. His wife is currently the mayor. It's her last term. And um, it's an awesome place. They... it's really like a throwback in the Plaza Hotel. They do an amazing happy hour on there. They have things like steak tartare. They have a lot of the old school um, menu items that are really hard to find in other places. Capaccio. um, They bring you a nice wedge Caesar salad, like a whole wedge style salad. It's very old school. It's very classy in there. It's, It's really nice. It really feels like you know, the Plaza did a whole giant remodel a few years back to make it look more like 60s-ish. So it's really kind of updated, but still has like an old feel to it. And it's a really good place. They have top quality things. There's seafood, service is great. It's really, one of my favorite places in town is Oscars. I also like um, Triple George Grill, which is on Fremont. I don't know if you know that place. We did a video there uh, a couple weeks ago for lunch, though. And I had a, a pot roast there. Oh, my God. I, 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 like, never eat pot roast. I'm like, what's the best thing you have on the menu? What is the thing that brings people back? They go, the pot roast. I'm like, okay. I don't even know when I ate a pot roast, you know? <laughs> Insane. Insanely delicious. I did that with um, Kiki. It's on my um, feed over there. Uh, great stuff. That's a great place. Um, if, and if you want to venture further out in Summerlin, there's a new place called Jig. It's one of my favorite places. A lot of celebrities have been going there. It almost feels like a nightclub inside. The food is, I mean, it's expensive. It's not, not a cheap place. Expensive place. It's a place, you know, the $25 martinis. Uh, you know, you get a steak, it's like $55. And all the sides are $10, $15. So it's, it's, an, it's a pricey meal. But the place itself, they have booths. They have a live DJ playing. They have lights. It feels like you're in a nightclub. It really feels, and there's so much atmosphere, amazing food. And it's mainly more of an Asian theme, a lot of Asian things, but it's great steak, great um, lamb chops, good stuff. Um, Another place I recommend too is, um, I don't know about now with COVID because it's slowed down, is um, Bizarre Meats from by Jose Andres in the Sahara. Um, They have some really, really interesting dishes and things you can get. And, you know, he has a place in L.A. That's one of the top spots. It's a top spot in L.A. For some reason, it hasn't caught on as much in Las Vegas because people don't know kind of who he is, maybe, a lot of people. And it's also very pricey, but it's really a a top place to go to. And finally, Robert, uh, something else that I wanted to hit on with you uh, as far as hidden gems and off the beaten path kind of places. This is always a big one that people want to know about pizza in Las Vegas, the best places to find pizza. Yeah, I, I, I do have some suggestions with that. The biggest problem here with pizza is it's inconsistent. It's not, you know, like I said, I did a thing last week. Pizza Rock versus Evil Pie. Have you been to both? I've been to Evil Pie, but I've never been to Pizza Rock. And how was Evil Pie for you? It, it was what it was. I, I went in there with the expectations of uh, a cheap piece of pizza and a beer for a quick bite. That was, I, I went in not expecting any kind of earth shattering, life changing experience. Okay. 
All right, so Evil Pie is actually one of my favorite places in Vegas, and it's not because it's not that you don't go there and get the cheese pizza and the beer. You get their specialty pizzas. They have the Snake River Canyon. You know, it's an Evil Knievel themed place. Me, I'm a giant Evil Knievel fan, um, but they have actually has rattlesnake sausage, you know, mixed with the pork on there, and they have a lot of specialty pies. Those are the ones you want to get. Um, really good, and for the most part, very consistent. A good slice. Every place else I've been to, now places that are popular are Pizza Rock. I've been there a couple of times, and it wasn't good. Inconsistent, okay? Um, Metro Pizza is another one that's pretty popular. And a lot of these things are sometimes hit and miss. Joe's by where the old Hard Rock Hotel used to be. Sometimes you go there, earth-shattering pizza. Other times you go there, that's the problem I'm seeing with pizza. There's another place called Naked City Pizza out here. I'm like, this is the best pizza. I'm like, oh, because I, I, I love that pizza. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. The crust, and they put the little pepperonis, and they get all crispy, and they're so good. And I had my uh, girlfriend come out there, and she's from New York. And believe me, the pizza in New York blows this, all this pizza away. I was there, and, you know, I'm originally from New York, but I haven't been back there in, like, like 20 years or more, right? And so when I had the pizza, it was like really earth-shattering some of the pizza. Anyway, she came out here. She had naked city pizza. She's like, oh, this is terrible, you know? And it wasn't even, it wasn't a good day. So what I find is a lot of the pizza is inconsistent out here. I mean, there's good places, but you never know if you're going to go there, if it's going to really be right on is what I'm saying. What do you say to the people who, absolutely lose their minds over how amazing secret pizza at the Cosmo is. You know, a lot of these places, you know, the hard rock had a place in there that was decent. And, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I think a lot of things too, when you come to Vegas, right. Sometimes, you know, your mindset that you're in makes things better, right. A lot of people go when they're drunk. Oh my God, best pizza ever. People have gone there, they've won money, they're on euphoric, they're happy, they're on vacation, they're happy. You know, maybe they're with a new girl, like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. They just came out of the hotel room having crazy sex, let's go get some pizza. Oh, it's the best pizza I ever had in my life, you know? So it's different when you're a local and you just live here day to day and you're not in these euphoric euphoric moments, you know. I, I just think a lot of these places are hit and miss. Sometimes they're amazing and sometimes, like I went to Metro Pizza. I've actually met that family before, nice people. It's a family-run place, so Italian people, super nice people, you know. And again, I've been there before. I'm like, God, this is some of the best pizza I've ever had. Then I go, they have like five locations. And I went to another location. I had, I'm like, ah, it's not that good. There's a place right down the street from me where a lot of locals go called Napoli. Sometimes you get pizza there. It is really, really good. And I got one recently. I threw, seriously, I threw most of it away. I'm like, God, what am I getting fat eating this? It's terrible. <laughs> pepperoni and cheese and threw most of it away you know so that's really how it how it goes you know i like to tell it like it is or how i see it but i really have gone away from pizza a lot because um a lot of inconsistency out here
Excellent stuff. This is awesome. Robert, if people want to uh, check out your videos, check out your live streams, uh, I mean, there's more there than just food, but that's what we're talking about here uh, today. Um, If people want to find you, how can they go about doing that? Find me on Facebook. I'm Robert Harley on Facebook. And um, I have my own group called Let's Get Vegasy. And then there's a group called Vegas Picks and Tricks where I'm part of that and post there regularly. I think that has 40,000 people, that group. So there's a lot of people on there. And a YouTube channel as well, yes? Let's Get Vegasy on YouTube. I'm putting that on. And, you know, the goal is to keep doing videos every day. And, you know, we see where this goes, right? Excellent. I will post those links in the show notes for people to check out for themselves. Uh, Robert, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you sharing your videos online. It's a, an excellent little window into the Las Vegas world for those of us who are are stuck and, and can't travel and can't get to the city because of the different travel restrictions in place. So thank you for that. And thank you very much for taking the time to jump on the podcast today to share all of your recommendations for all these different Vegas hidden gems. All right. Well, hey, it's been great. It's been great talking to you. Sorry I talked your ear off, but you know, uh, that's what I do, right? Once again, if you want to keep up with what Robert's got going on with Let's Get Vegasy and check out his latest videos, click the links in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com to join his Facebook group or subscribe to his YouTube channel. Trust me, you are not going to regret it. And that wraps up another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or if you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. You can also email me directly at Jeff at Jeff Does In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit jeffdoesvegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 85 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. 